In today's episode, we'll be discussing Last Night in Soho, directed by Edgar Wright, starring Thomas and McKenzie as Eloise Ellie Turner, Anya Toy Jailer as Sandy, Diana Rigg as Alexandra Collins, Matt Smith as Jack, Michael Ajoy as John, Taryn Stamp as Lindsay, Rita Tushingham as Margaret Peggy Turner, Jesse Mealy as Laura, Sonove Carlson as Jocasta, Michael Gibson as Male Detective, Lisa McGrillis as Female Detective, James and Oliver Phelps as Charles and Ben, and Pauline McLean as Carol. The movie was released on October 29, 2021, on a budget of $43 million. Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Kendrick. And this is Movies in Black and White. Hit it, bro. Kendrick, we're here doing Last Night in, in Soho. Mm-hmm. Uh, excellent movie. Oh, yeah. I no, mean, what, I, it's Edgar Wright. Did it, you expect yeah. any less than I excellence? Mean, honestly, yeah. It, it, and it's not a, you know, it's not that horror movie, but it's horrific. He, <laughs> yeah. So he never really has done pure horror before, right? I right. mean, he started his career with, like, the Cornetto trilogy, Shaun of the Dead, mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz, yeah. and then eventually The World's End. Exactly. And each, uh, they each one had like their own horror elements. Right. But this is like a true, almost take on a horror flick. And it's, it's creepy. Yeah. It makes you really like, like freak the fuck out if you had visions like that. Like it how would cre- you handle oh, it and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But it's not, it's not like a pure scream and terror horror movie. It's, it's horror element, more horror element than he's ever done before, I would right. say. And it's fantastic. I mean, yeah. coming hot off the heels of Baby Driver. Yeah. It's interesting. Oh, this is the man. direction he decided to go. That was awesome, too. Yeah, Baby Love Driver was the shit, oh dude. Oh, my gosh. The soundtrack Jeez. in that alone. Yeah. Like, his his music choice his, in movies are yes, always amazing. Yes. This movie had insane music. 60s music, That's yeah. a great soundtrack in yeah. it, man. Uh, you know, you have uh, Thomas and McKenzie mm-hmm. uh, plays Eloise. She's and fucking awesome, too. Dude. I, I You know, when I saw the first preview... And I heard her voice. Yeah. I was like, can I get through a whole movie with that voice? And then it was like, okay, it grew on me throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, she played that very, uh, you know, naive. Ba- it lends a, a naivete to her that uh, almost a baby doll type voice. Yeah. You she's, know? she's young too. She was born in yeah. 2000. She's 21. Yeah. And she was in a fucking uh, Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. 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 She did a great job in that too. Yeah. She's a girl in the wall. Yeah, she did really good in that. Um, you know, so she she is a aspiring uh, fashion designer. Yep, and she gets accepted to the school in London. That is like, oh my gosh, it's great to get into. If you make it there, you're going to be a big a big star, right? Um, but she has this, as her grandmother calls it, this gift that she sees things. She has these uh, premonitions or you know visions. Yeah. That of uh, things that are going to happen or did happen, so she goes there to London. Uh, well, so you're glossing over a big part of this, right? Oh, go ahead. Is the you know she you could tell that she has something going on, right? Where she has some kind of ability because you see her looking in the mirror 
and you see her mom in the mirror right. and she's like, is it good news? And the mom just shakes her head and then she goes down and gets her yeah. acceptance letter into yeah, London yeah. University right. fashion or whatever it is. And it's like, okay, clearly she has some kind of, you know, uh, powers of some sort, right. right? Some supernatural ability. And then you come to find out her mom has been dead from suicide so, for years. years yeah. So it's like, okay, it's apparently she has this premonition stuff for very traumatic stuff. Right. And then she moves to London and she starts going through her own issues with, I mean, the fucking girls in this movie. The, Such bitches, yeah. man. Well, like, here's the thing about it. Go back for just a second, too, to the cab ride. Right. Into that London. was creepy. That was creepy as fuck. Yeah, there's a lot of tension this built up in this. dude is, you know, hey, yo, I thought you'd be a model. You got, you got the legs, legs for it. Yeah, yeah. that was rough. It's like, and he's like, you know, hitting got, on her relentlessly. Got your first stalker here. Yeah. Yeah, that, exactly. That was like, creepy. what? You know, so go ahead. With, yeah, so she goes to her dorm, right, meets her roommate. Her roommate's just a fucking bitch like instantly set up perfectly yeah i mean that that girl should get an award for how great she played the freaking bitch role because immediately she's trying to one-up her every turn Mm -hmm. you know her mom died too when she was a kid from leukemia and then you know she tells every the group that like yeah my mom killed herself she had a lot of mental problems right couldn't handle it she just killed herself and all the other girls like oh you're so brave for having dealt with that Mm -hmm. she's like yeah i had a great uncle that killed himself too it's like what the fuck what the fuck yeah like instantly like the second you met her you knew like this woman's gonna be trouble here we go i like how quickly we stepped away from her though right because i could not have handled a whole movie having her Uh -uh. involved in that. no fucking way yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah that would have been terrible but the 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 guy she met, uh, right oh, from the get go, yeah, John, yeah, John, he he, he was just in, like he, you know every girl I'm sure is hesitant to men in general, right, to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going through their heads. You never know. I mean that it's people in general you should be hesitant of, right? He's a truly nice guy in this movie. He's always wanting to get you know just talk to her, be there for her, get to know her, right. And he's a straight dude going to fashion school. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. That, that was, <laughs> <But> anyway, <laughs> that's a big pill to swallow here. Um, no, I never, no, I didn't even think about that. Like that, ne- that thought never crossed my mind. Right. Because, you know, you have so many people that are interested in fashion now and it's just part of culture. Exactly. That, you know, didn't even cross my mind. It was like, oh, he's yeah. a straight guy doing fashion. Ha ha. Right. Yeah, yeah. But he's just being a nice guy to her and like always trying to be there for her. Like, the best part was uh, when he drank her soda can by accident that had her name written on it. Right. And then he gave her a can, like, the next day that said, sorry, written on it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. fucking awesome. I like their whole trajectory as, like, they built themselves up to be this right. couple. It was very natural and fluid. Like, yeah. Edgar Wright's amazing at that. He's yes, great he with characters. He's great with making you feel for these characters and mm-hmm. believable. Mm-hmm. Right? And the way he sets up stuff just from the get-go is amazing because if you really wouldn't have seen the mom in the mirror, the next shit that starts to happen, happen. goes fucking postal yeah. nuclear real quick. Yes, it does, man. So Whew. she moves into this, uh, this loft in this lady's house, right? Because she can't stand living in her dorm with her shitty roommate who brought a, who's bringing guys over to the dorm and All the time, sleeping man. with them. And she yeah. falls asleep in the kitchen cause she can't handle it. And like there's right. parties going on in the dorm. Like it's, right. she's not built it's for the crazy. college. Like she comes exactly. from a very Small country town. town. Yeah. Yeah. Not built for this. Like everybody kept warning London is a hard place to live. Right. Especially, you know, I grew up in a, a very small rural town in Kansas. Mm-hmm. Right. 
going from a place like Kansas into a big city, it's it's fucking daunting. Like yeah. it's scary. It's hard. There's so many people around. I still can't handle like super large crowds. Oh right, it's not okay. for me. That and I just don't care for people in general. Um, <laughs> you know, I, so it, I I get that, and right. I I felt into her for that. I was like, damn, that you know that's got to be hard. But right. she was so committed to going because she wanted to go to fashion school. Her 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 grandmother was a seamstress. Her mom she was made all her own clothes, stuff like that. Yes. And then you get right into the city life, and these people are just fucking beating dicks. her down, right? Yes, dicks. The, the girls are pretending to be her friends. Her friends. Yeah. Then they make fun of her, the clothes she made. Yeah. Everything like that, and then they're talking about, oh, you know, your mom, are they her mom, and all this. Oh, how pretentious stuff. could you be? Yeah. Talk about your mom dying. Like, what for the yeah. fuck? Pretentious assholes. <laughs> just dicks. But yeah, um, they, you know, so she moves out, starts having more. Yeah. Of these visions. Well, so she moves into that loft and the first night in that loft, she falls asleep Mm -hmm. and she dreams of Anya Taylor Joy's character. Right. Sandy. And the dreams are so vivid for her. I mean, they're she's she is Sandy at that point. Yeah. I mean, in the first dream, you know, you see Sandy meet Matt Smith's character. Right. Uh, The the character's name is drawn a blank on it. Jack. Jack. Thank you. And they they go through this little adventure and he ends up giving her a hickey on her neck. Right. And she has it herself in the next, the next morning. Day, yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, so there's a physical connection here. Right. They never really touch upon that physical connection much again after that, though. Not too much. Uh, not not anything that happens to her. You right. Know? Um, it, you know, but, you know, definitely psychophysical. Right. Because she's, you know, interacting with the, with Anna Taylor Joy's character in, uh, that in different scenes yeah this um so the way it was presented in the trailers is you know sandy gets murdered she's mm-hmm. trying to figure out why sandy was murdered try to solve that mystery yeah this goes fucking not that left. route at all left yeah <laughs> this is a hard 90 degree like, left like fucking. you are you are drifting <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're pulling that e-brake man yeah, you're hitting no that corner down god dude there's just one i need taylor joy uh, her her acting ability. It's amazing. Dude. I mean, the Queen's Gambit, you know, you see her in uh, New Mutants. Yeah. I mean. It, it, she was the best part of New Mutants. Oh, best part of New Mutants. And have you seen the Queen's Gambit? I have not watched that yet. Dude, you got to watch it. it Le- is Leanna read the book and then she yeah, watched it and she loved yeah, it. Yeah, I did so. too. I listened to the book. Yeah, so she, that's but, what she did too. I read, but she actually yeah, did audiobook. Man, yeah, it's she was absolutely great in it. Yeah. And well, I think she it's amazing that she this. only started like really coming to prominence. I mean, her first movie was The Vitch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so she fucking went stardom. Yeah. Quick. I mean, split. Yeah. Oh my god. Freaking dude. she was yeah. my favorite. She was a part of part of my favorite part of uh Glass. Yes. Right? Her scenes with James McAvoy. Mm-hmm. Like that movie, that movie got a lot of hate. But I still love Glass. I do too, day. man. I love, like that oh. one. Uh, that's like one of those few movies that's gonna make me cry every time I watch it. It is. It is in tr- insanely sad yep. for all of those involved yep. in that ending. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, even James McAvoy's character, you're like, oh, <laughs> I know. They, they kill him too. It's Damn. like, dude, what the heck? Yeah. Um, but yeah, she was. She has some acting chops, yep. man. Oh, and she, you know, coming from being a model. Yeah. Um, you know gives her i think a better 
She brings a presence. Since, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I think she brings a better presence to her roles because she, you know, the the body control, the looks. Did she does. You know, she does a lot of acting with her eyes. Right. So, I mean, you... you well, that's, that's like, one of the most defining features so. for her is her yeah, eyes. Like, you, exactly. could, you could just look at a picture of people's eyes. Mm-hmm. You'd see the picture of her eyes immediately. You'd yeah. be like, oh, yeah, it's Anya Taylor-Joy. Yeah. Like, immediately. Yep. yep. But, yeah, I, I, for them to just drive this movie in a direction that nobody saw it going into right i i never suspected the ending the so there's like two little twists right mm-hmm. like one we already talked about i got it pretty quick yeah right the second one caught me completely off guard i was yeah. like oh no I didn't. oh fuck like okay we're going this way i didn't think anything of it until until she started she sat down with her and yeah. was starting to talk yeah i was like Holy shit. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <It's> like, <"What laughs> the- Buckle up, buttercups are going for a ride. Now, you, uh, the first one, the first okay. twist. So, you know, you go through a lot of visions yeah. with uh, Thomas and McKenzie's character. What's yeah. her name in this movie? Uh, the character's name? Uh, Eloise. Ellie. Yeah, yeah Ellie, Ellie. Ellie, thank you. That's right. Um, I don't know why I forgot that. I knew that. Ellie start has starts having these visions and she can't wait to go home. Like she's she's turning John down for dates because right. she wants to go home and go back into this world. And as she goes through these multiple visions, you know, she, Sandy's life is not what she was hoping to be. She ends up becoming right. a prostitute exactly instead of a singer. And mm-hmm. the whole sixties atmosphere amazingly built. Oh perfect. Man. Like you can I mean it was the second you go into that first vision, you see the Thunderball poster. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I'm in it's the like, fucking sixties. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Clothing, the atmosphere, everything. Yeah. This movie really fucking focused on the way men are predatorial towards women. Right. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was preachy to a certain degree, but it wasn't it was overly quite preachy. accurate for that, you know, but the, that with the twist time. and play that it had, right. Right. It, it focused on the broad picture preachiness of it. Right. Right. So we'll get to that in a second. The, the visions end up leading her to realize that Sandy was murdered. Right. And right. You know, she's, she's wondering where Matt Smith's, she knows Matt Smith's, uh, what's his name? Jake. Jack. Jack. Jack yeah. is still alive. She sees him all the time. Right. She, and, and the yes. old man. And like, uh-huh. that was, I was like, no, nah, no way that's Jack. Right. Yeah, like, Matt exactly. Smith is very distinct in features. Yeah. The guy that got to play the old man. Terrence Stamp. Yeah. Terrence Stamp awesome. was awesome. Was... There's like, there's no way that's an older version of Jack. Right. Well, it wasn't. It was an older version of a cop. Ah, yes. Yeah. So that was the first twist. And you're like, okay, right. knew that, called that. No fuss, no muss. Right. Yeah. The shit he said, though, and you really start to play things back in your head, you like once it's presented to you, you're like, oh, no fucking shit. This is the twist. Yeah. But it's so, so vaguely alluded to throughout the mm-hmm. movie that when it finally happens and the pieces falling together, you're like, I was not expecting this. But yeah. how did I miss this? Like, yeah. obviously, because as the younger uh, his name's Lindsay. Right. Uh, uh, Gray haired guy. The cop. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Lindsay. Yeah. When he was younger, he kept telling her today hey, you can sandy out, he kept sandy, telling sandy yeah you gotta you get, out, get of out of this you can you can get out this is not what you wanted this is you're too good thing. for this exactly yeah. you can get out of this yeah that was really cool mm-hmm. well i say cool that was very well built into right. how you saw sandy's you know devolving from a potential singer into a prostitute and like right. the mental pressure and torture it put her under and everything oh yeah it's just the the the, the you know 
as we learn later on, she just had to separate herself from it mentally. Right. She, she you know, she t- says that, hey, that girl died. Right. But, so, you I mean, all the visions, you see all the guys that visit Sandy and, like, you, you see her giving all these multiple different names and all this right. other shit. And then fucking, so Ellie starts seeing the ghosts of the men that were, yeah. you know, using Sandy as a prostitute. Right. And so you're like, oh, these guys are trying to fuck with her. And like th- those scenes, like I was like, all right, some shit's about to go down. Like we're in yeah. the library scene, right? Yeah. That like was really I knew the instant, like she was running around, had the scissors in her hand, the ghost oh, was trying to get her. I was like, somebody. oh, she's about to straight up fucking mm-hmm. murder somebody. And you had seen the bitch roommate walking in the background and you're yeah. like, ah, she's going to fucking offer. Yep. And she almost offed her, dude. Like, yeah. So yeah. that, that with the, t- coupled with the twist, it gave me my one hiccup, which we'll talk yeah. about later okay. after we talk about the final twist. But when John caught her arm and like she had yeah. those scissors right in front of that lady, that girl's eyes, I was like, oh, this was about to get fucking <laughs> yeah, gnarly. No doubt. All right. So might as well go into the big twist. I'll yeah, let dude. you take this part. Oh, my this gosh. Is interesting. So, you know, Eloise is like, hey, you know what? She she ends up uh, chasing Lindsay, the older guy, yeah. out into the street. He gets hit by a car. Yeah. Then she finds out from the uh, the bartender, the owner of the bar, says, "No, that's it's not Jack. That's Lindsay. Yeah, Lindsay he used he was to be an a cop. Ex-cop. Yeah, he, he's you know he, he's trying to do this. No, he murdered. No, he could. No, he couldn't have. So she goes walking down the street, and all of it starts to swell up in her head, swell around right. in her head. She's like, "Oh my gosh!" Uh, um, runs into John. Yep. John's like, "Hey." You know, what are you doing? Well, like, I wanna... she called her grandma. She called her grandma. Wanting yeah. to go home. Like, she couldn't yes. take it anymore. And John yeah. was like, she saw John running after her. Right. Because this was directly after the library scene. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, he goes, uh, I'll take you home. You have a car? Well, how do you think I get from North London to South London? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she goes back to the uh, loft that she's living in, going to talk to the lady. Right. Says, hey, you know, I'm goes through a little bit of mail. She's got a, a mail, a piece of mail there. Opens it up, it's nothing big. Um, starts talking to oh the, oh we forgot a big part. This oh. the, we we forgot a really big part that led into that. She went to the cops at one point in the movie. Oh yeah, to try to like explain to them that she's seen the murder happen. Yes. and that Jack is still alive, and that they need to capture Jack, and they think she's fucking crazy, crazy. right? Yeah. Obviously, like that's a hard sell. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, I saw this, you know, murder happen that happened in the sixties. I'm staying in the same room. And yeah, this, and, uh, exactly. You know, it's all this great. So the cops went and did a wellness check when she wasn't there at right, the house. Right. So, okay, now you can go on. So she's talking to the uh, the in, the lady who's kind of the innkeeper. Who owns the house that, that she the rents house. the loft out of. Yeah. Um, and so she goes, is telling her, hey, I know that Sandy, I know somebody died up there. Did somebody die? Somebody died in my room. Uh lady named Sandy. She said, oh. I never really thought about it until you kept bringing it up. And then the cops came by and I tried to put all that behind me, <laughs> you know? And she's like, looking at her. That's what it started to turn. Yeah. She's like looking at her like, okay. You know, she said all those many faces and any man I had to, I had to forget about them because you know, it, it destroyed me. And she said, yeah, some, that girl did die up there. Hundreds of times. Hundreds of times. Yeah. And she's like, Looking at the mail, and she sees uh, Miss Alexandra Collins. Alexandra, and she's Sandy. And the lady's like, Yeah. And she's already given her a cup of tea. She's already drinking <laughs> yeah. this tea. And the lady drugged her. Yeah. 
And because she was going to, you know, of course, go to the cops and again and tell them, hey, this is what's happening. Well, she was going to she was going to kill Ellie by making it look like a suicide. Well, yeah. Yeah. So that way they would leave her alone. Because, you know, the cops, you know, obviously Ellie would have gone into the cops again. Right. And said, hey, this is what's going on. Sandy. So she tells her the story of how she killed all the dudes. That was gruesome, too. That was fucking Ruse. That Matt, was like Halloween level gruesome. Matt Smith was the first one. Yep. <laughs> he his character Jack. He was trying to uh, intimidate her, intimidate her, and everything like that. And she, he has a knife. He, she grabs the knife, takes the knife, and stabs it right through his dang on neck. And so the vision wasn't necessarily long because you kept seeing blood no, splatter all yeah. over on your Taylor when you exactly. saw that. Which that vision scene was hard to watch because poor John, right? Like Ellie took John home to her yeah. place where she wasn't supposed to have men after eight o'clock Ooh, man. and yeah, they were scene. getting into some action. Yeah. And then she started having that vision and like, John's like freaking out, not knowing yeah. how to help her. Exactly. He's like, what can I do? I, you know, let me help you, Ellie. Like she's just and freaking she's the fuck out. him as the, the ghost of the guy. Right. Which just goes yeah. to prove how good of a guy this guy was. Yeah, right. Exactly. Cause he's like, he accidentally broke a mirror, stepped on glass, everything almost like the lady was threatening to kill him. Yeah. The landlady. And he still the next day was like, let me help you. Like, yeah. Let, I, I'm, you okay? I can, we can talk about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, damn, damn dude. <laughs> this dude's got a heart of gold. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, but so the poison starts kicking in. Yeah. Lady says, okay, yeah. Get comfortable. Get comfortable. <laughs> lays her down on the pillow, everything. And John comes uh, up to the door. Up yeah. to the door, wrapping the door. Yeah, it's because he, she, she was, he was going to give her the ride, like you yeah. said. But she told him, like, if I'm not back in 15 minutes, just come please check on me. Yeah. And yeah. so Bad the idea. old lady is like, oh, I'll take care of gentlemen call her. I'll take care. Well, we shouldn't even call her out the old lady, but Sandy. Yes, yeah, the older version Sandy. of Sandy now. Yeah, exactly. Which is crazy because then it focuses on the picture of her younger, and it's on yeah. Taylor Joy. And you're just like, whoo! Like, okay, this is this is turned the corner now. Mm-hmm. So you know, the big portion is Sandy is not the victim. No, to a certain degree, she was a victim. Per- yes, but she yes. was also a murderer who killed all these guys. Right, and the part that caught me right, and I didn't think about it until it showed her hiding all the bodies in the house underneath the floorboards. Right, the scene earlier in the movie when she said, "Oh yeah, in the summer you're gonna have to plug up the drains because the smell from the pipes, the heat will rise when the yeah. heat rises, the smell will come up. So you're gonna have to plug the drains." I was like. No, it's not. No, it's, it's all not. the fucking corpses yeah. you got it's underneath your floorboards. And the walls and then the, the floors. Yeah, everywhere, <laughs> right? <else>. Yeah. <laughs> so you're right. John comes in and she fucking stabs him right in the gut. Right in the gut, dude. I mean, it's how wild. Ellie got through that poison and like I don't had know that either. whole chase scene and like the, yeah. just the visuals that were used, how it kept swapping between what's really happening with the old lady walking up the stairs yeah, with the knife chasing her and then Anya Taylor, Taylor Joy in this glass her. stairwell, yeah. like this metaphysical world. It was yes. fucking it awesome. Was awesome, man. They, the visuals in this are, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, bonkers. It is awesome. Uh, it is an acid trip, uh, but it is well, incredibly well done. Right. Um, so, you know, chases her upstairs. So when she fucking kicked her, Oh, I thought yeah, that was it, right? Because this too. lady's like 80 oh, years yeah. old, right? Old. She kicked her down those fucking stairs. I was like, oh, that's it. Game yep. over. She won. She got back up and started climbing back up the stairs. I was like, oh, oh shit. Oh, shit. And then the way she actually goes out, I was like, yeah. damn, man, we were just fucking going for all the fucking yes. bells and whistles right now. Oh, it's crazy. What, 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 
fucking freaked me out though. Like this is the this is the hiccup I had, right? Okay. So the scene she gets up to the top of the stairs. The house is on fire because she knocked yeah. over that ashtray. She gets upstairs, fucking all locks the door, and all those ghosts of the men start to come out of the walls, out right? Of the walls. Yeah. They're they're like breaking through the walls and it's like glass. It's it's really crazy. It's they're like breaking through the metaphysical world into mm-hmm. the real world and trying to like communicate with her and they're grabbing onto her and pinning her down. She's trying to go for the phone and one of the guys picks up the phone and hands it to her and goes, help us. I'm like, wait, time out. Like, hold the phone here. You almost got this fucking girl thrown in jail. Yeah. Because you were chasing her down, scaring her to the point where she almost killed somebody. And all this whole time you wanted her to help you? Like, no, no. You could have just Not how we played this. Yeah. You just said help sometime earlier. you're You're a fucking lost spirit that got mm-hmm. murdered horrendously but there that like that was the point where i was like mm, okay like that's kind of counterproductive if you ask me yeah they borrowed a little bit from the sixth sense you know yeah like, that's like that. the it just didn't land for me like right, you know right. the spirits wanting her help but at the same time they were like torturing her well yeah i mean or here's the thing and this is what it plays out in a lot of movies like that is that the person is so afraid of them that they don't stop and listen. Yeah, but you know never I mean? once do you but really hear them say, yeah, nothing, nothing. They're just like, the whole time. It's like, oh, and like they're ghoulish looking. Like their faces are all sunken in and it's just creepy. So I'm like, God damn, like that just, okay, that that was a nice little turn for no reason. She killed like a hundred dudes. She killed a bunch, a man. A bunch of guys. Yeah, she had them all I fucking mean, stashed in the it house. Was crazy. And then it's that was cool too, because then you think about it, it's like she's like earlier in the movie, Ellie asks her, she's like, "Oh, this house must be worth a fortune now." She goes, "Yeah, but I could never sell it. Too many memories here." And it's like, "Yeah, it's because you yeah, have all these fucking bodies yeah, hidden throughout the house. Exactly. Your ass is gonna be cooked real quick. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll live in this house until the day I die. Yeah. No problem. Because mm-hmm. when I'm dead." Yeah, so what it. if they find the bodies? I'm dead. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Good to go. Do yeah. your remodels. Yeah. <laughs> Corpse in the corner. <laughs> Don't lift up that toilet seat. And gentrify this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I just. So I'm thinking to myself, right, as this is ending, as we're winding down. Right. Like, how are we going to reel back from this? Right. Because mm-hmm. she ends up just committing suicide in the fire. Yeah. The old, the the old lady. Sandy. Sandy yeah. Right. All the bodies were in that house in the floorboard. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, John's fucking passed out from a stab wound to the gut. Right. She's got a n- cut Knife mark on her hand. Yeah. Still drugged. Yeah. And so how are we getting out of this predicament? How are we getting out of this pickle? Because everything's going to burn up in this fire. Yeah. Like, there's probably going to be scant remains of those fucking dead bodies. Oh, yeah. Because they're all decomposed and the fire is probably going to cook what's left. Mm-hmm. How are we going to sell this? Right. What? I thought the movie was just going to end right? with her in the ambulance getting the oxygen. I thought that was it. Yeah. But then we get to a fashion show where she's getting to show off her clothes and everybody's so happy mm-hmm. for her. John's alive. L- like walking like he's in pain because yeah. obviously a stab wound to the gut is probably not the easiest thing to heal from. Her grandma's there. She sees her mom in the mirror, uh-huh. you know, and then she sees... Sandy. Sandy in the mirror, and yeah. she has and, and the whole time she's talking with older Sandy. She's like, "I understand you. I get why you did it. Just let me go, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna say anything." Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, I can understand that. Like, Sandy was tortured, berated by these men. Yeah, she took her revenge. 
probably not the best way to go about it. Right. Like, there's a lot of pitfalls in this. Like, that's when we saw the whole preachy fool picture was, yeah, she was tortured, but she's much to blame for her path as everybody else was in the way she did the things. Right. right she did. Right, right. So it's just like, oh, fuck. Like, all right. And I'm thinking to myself, like, she's going to end up in a mental hospital. Like, oh, yeah. yeah okay. She, so, like, where's the resolution in this? Like, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, damn, I wanted to know how the fuck she got out of all this mess because she almost killed that one girl. Yep. The yes. cops were really worried really about her worried. sanity. Yes, exactly. Like, her mom had suicide. Like, there's mental health in her family history mm-hmm. with her mom committing suicide. Like, the fact that we just turned the corner and, like, she, there's tons of scenes in this movie where she's screaming out in public, running like a maniac. Yeah. I mean, nobody's like, like hey, this girl is. She's got some fucking issues is what this (laughs) is, right? She's got some screws loose. Yeah. So the fact that at the end, everybody's just like, oh, you're so great. Oh, you know, you're such a brave soul and all this shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely a brave soul. Um, What about the bodies in the house? Are we going to talk about that? Like, nothing? No? Okay. Cool. Like, even just like a little headline on somebody's lap of a paper or something. I'm just like, okay, we're just going to skim on the past. It's fair enough. Whatever. Like, that was my one... Just bugaboo with this movie, right? Yeah. Just like, just the, I mean, shit like that. It's hard to explain, and that's neat, why most movies cut at a certain point. The, the unneat and untidy bow they put on top of it. They're just, I like, mean, it was a pretty yeah. bow. Yeah, it was a great wrap package. Yeah, but the bow just had like a little bit of a twist in it that just yeah. caught your eye too much. You're just mm-hmm. like, mm, my OCD's kicking in. I don't like this. Right. Yeah. Well, there's too many unanswered questions. Well, there was a lot of answered questions, but that's just that one. Like, how the fuck. Do we go from this bitch about to go to a that's mental hospital yeah. to... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, like, it's almost... like, damn. I mean, it... she was such a sweet girl, too. Ellie oh, yeah. was sweet, wow. funny, like, everything. Mm-hmm. The acting. Mm, just phenomenal. Notch, man. They Those two girls carried that movie. It was it was amazing. They're both so young. Like, Anya Taylor-Joy is 25, and... She's 20. Mackenzie's 21. 21, yeah. yeah. So it's like, God damn, you guys yeah, got some like, acting wow. chops on you. Like, <laughs> wow. I cannot wait to see the kind of movies they keep putting out. Because mm-hmm. both of them are fucking amazing. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Seriously, man. It was really cool when, like, it was kind of, like, almost trippy and taking you out of it. Like, when you see Mackenzie and Taylor Joy together in scenes. Yeah. Because they're split apart by uh-huh. 60, 70 years, right? Right. And it's just like, or 60 years, yeah. yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? Like, that's that's gnarly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were uh, in, in you know, interact like you said, interacting with each other in yeah. the scenes. It was like, whoa, okay. Yeah, it tripped you out uh, to be like, okay, is she really imagining these things? Or is this really something that can that happens to her, the physical nature, which we got, you know, the understanding of in the first part of the movie where she got the hickey. Yeah, but that was the only yeah. part where the physical aspect of it really showed i mean right. she there's scenes in the the visions and stuff where she's trying to break through glass and trying to get yeah. to her and hug her and stuff like that and i'm just and like she does and then wakes up yeah you know? it's like yeah okay yeah i like how when she was uh witnessing matt smith and Annie taylor joy's character having sex jack mm-hmm. and sandy yeah. she woke up right before they got to the good part and the right, alarm right. woke up but she you could just tell she was like damn yeah <laughs> like, almost got it <laughs> almost there yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a definitely worth viewing a second time. Oh yeah, to kind of really pick up pick the up little everything. sprinkle yeah. tidbits like mm-hmm. the trail 
Like, mm-hmm. like I could really see where we're going now yeah. and see how much of it's blatantly obvious now that you know the twist. You know? Right. Yeah, I really, I I knew I was going to like it when the first trailer came out and I saw Edgar Wright's name pop up. I'm like, okay, cool, I'm in. Like, cast looked amazing, premise looked cool, and the trailers always threw you for that loop, right? Yeah, it like, it started off really upbeat and uh-huh. great 60s music. And then it warps. Pumping, and then all of a sudden it warps. Yeah, into the horror. <laughs> the horror Man, yeah. I'll tell you what, when she, that was actually Anya Taylor-Joy singing in downtown, too. Yeah. Fucking amazing! She's, She's I mean, got some lungs on her, man. Amazing talent. Yeah, amazing talent. I, I, you know, like you said, seeing her and other other things. Uh, you know, like I said, the Queen's Gambit carrying that series. Yeah, I don't, man. You just watch it. Yeah, those try two. To, those check it out. Those man. two women are worth watching. Yeah, and Most their definitely. careers see where they go. Yes, you know what kind of. I guarantee it's a matter of time, especially for Anya Taylor Joy, before she gets a. Oscar an Oscar, not. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So not even just an Oscar, not an Oscar win. Yeah, exactly. Unless she gets snuffed like DiCaprio did for so many years, I do get fucked so many times. Yeah, snubbed a, a lot, lot. Man. Yeah, a lot. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it, you know, <laughs> the movie you're in wins every Oscar, but you, but you, yeah, that's, that's fucked up. Man. There, you must have pissed somebody off, man. man. I don't know. <laughs> Because he's good in geez. everything. Yeah. He's literally yeah. good in everything. Yeah, I think he's done a great job in Shit, everything. Shit, you know, like I said, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is like one of my favorite movies. Yeah. So I, I love him. I really can't believe he didn't win for Django. Right? I mean, Well, the he, only movie he, he ever won for was Revenant. Yeah, I know. Which is fucking wild because Revenant's a good movie. Yeah, but he's silent in most of it. <laughs> yeah, there's so many better movies out there with yeah. him in it that are just fucking phenomenal that he I gets know. screwed over on. So I'm hoping like, the wow. same thing doesn't happen to Anya Taylor-Joy because yeah, she's no fucking doubt. amazing. She's really amazing. Really yeah, that amazing. kind of does bother me. You're right. Because he's... Mm-hmm. Didn't Brad Pitt win an award for, for Once Upon a Time Hollywood? He didn't yeah. win one? Because they were both top-notch. Yeah, that's... Yeah. God, that's so annoying. That's just... Jacked. I wonder who he pissed off, man. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow, some way, he got... He got the, shafted the hard. Gods just said, "Oh, really? Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> fuck you." <laughs> uh, he wouldn't fuck Harvey Weinstein. God. <laughs> oh, like <laughs> no, no, dude, no! Bam! <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! That was harsh. Oh, that was too much for my head to handle. No, but I don't think Edgar Wright's ever going to make a bad movie. Really, honestly, he's he's. He takes his craft seriously, and he does a great quality job. You know, I I really, I really do love Ant Man. Yeah, Uh, the way you know the movie played out and everything. Right. Um, I'm almost sad that we didn't get Edgar Wright's Ant Man, but the same token, you know, I'm kind of glad that we have the iteration that we have. Right. Yeah, I could, I could imagine Edgar Wright. So I actually read something the other day that. Edgar Wright's Ant-Man was in pre-production since like 2006-2007. If it would have been made in phase one, it absolutely would have been Edgar Wright's Ant-Man because that was before the MCU really found its MCU voice. Right. But because it was made at the end of phase two going into phase three. Right. The way he wanted to take it compared to what the way the MCU worked. Right. Just it wouldn't have worked. Wouldn't have fit. So that's why they've split over creative differences. I mean, let's look at his... His freaking, you know, filmography. filmography did. Um, his first film was an amateur film called A Fistful of Fingers, which I've never seen. 
And then he followed up with Shaun of the Dead, yeah. Hot Fuzz, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, The World's End, Baby Driver, and Last Night in Soho. I mean, yeah, every mean, single one of them has yikes. been a banger movie. Yeah. I just, I cannot see him making a bad fucking movie. They're yeah. all enjoyable. They're all funny. They're all amazingly written, you know? No, I agree. This one definitely packed the punches with the turns, though. Yeah, I mean, here, you know, like you said, this is by far the most serious movie he's done. I, I don't mean, know, Baby Driver was pretty serious. Baby Driver was serious. But it was whimsical with all the music. Exactly. And the dancing, it was you know? a little it was a little whimsical at certain points. I mean, it was like, okay, yeah, you're you're facing you know, death and jail. But, you know, um yeah, I think uh Oh, jeez, he did Scott Pilgrim too. Yeah. That was one of the ones I said. Yeah, Dang. that was that was between uh Hot, Hot Fuzz, Fuzz and the World's End. Yeah. Wow, man. Yeah, he was Did even the executive producer on Attack the Block. Mm-hmm. So I mean, he's he's fucking awesome. Like I yeah. I love his stuff. He's great. Good job. And I think you know any movie he puts out, I'm definitely oh no interested in. Yeah. Definitely. It's you know, like you said, it's uh, we haven't seen a bad one yet. So no, we really haven't. And this one definitely stands up there with some of his better work. I don't like it as much as, like Baby Driver. Right. Because Baby Driver kind of took me by surprise. It did. By it its not, immense. Yeah. Spe- because, it, I mean, what he had done before was just mostly comedies. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was mostly just kinda, comedies. Kind of yeah. friend movies. Yeah. You know, it's the same. it was the same group of characters, same yeah. group of guys, you know. So. And then Baby Driver came out and you're like, holy, holy shit. shit, he can yeah. do action. Like, yeah. fucking out of the world action, Seriously. too. That was the best driving. Oh, by far. God. That's amazing. <laughs> I love John Bernthal in that movie. I wish he could have been in it more. Yeah. <laughs> I know I'm telling you right now, if they ever make a, a sequel, John mm-hmm. Bernthal is gonna factor into it majorly. Yeah, somehow. I'm tired of seeing John Bernthal as like these bit side characters though. Yeah. Because he's amazing. I think uh he's you know he's in King uh Richard too, right? It, oh yeah, 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 yeah. He uh yeah, I saw that in the trailers yeah. the other day. Yeah. Yeah, man. He that's... looks like he's trying to be like the the backer yeah. for yeah. It's gonna be an awesome movie. Yeah, too. I'm really looking forward to that. Great. So what do you got? What do I got for a score? Yeah. Fucking nine point fucking two. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. Because I got a nine. Yeah. I got a nine. Yeah. I, I mean it, I'm I'm dude, it's yet again like an Edgar Wright masterpiece almost. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you the part with the the ghost wanting her help really threw me for too much of a loop though. Like yeah. it, I didn't land for me. Like hmm. Not the worst I, issue I've ever seen. Right. But in a film that has no problems up until that point, it stands out way too much. I can I can I can understand that for I mean, I've seen that before though. Right. In movies. To where, you know, let's say we, you know, the ghosts reach out because they need yeah, help. Yeah. So they're haunting I, around you because they're right. And unsettled. I don't have a problem with that. But these ones were too malicious. It, it seemed to be yeah, wanting help. It seemed like he, he he almost hit it too well. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean the I'm other twists were fucking phenomenal. Oh, just man, but I like I think I think the the, the the old the old man being the cop twist mm-hmm. was too much in your face to where you were so sidetracked by that that you didn't see the actual twist coming. You know, it was an old 
and I think, trick. yeah, I think he did a wonderful job with that. Right. That was exactly what he set out to do. And it was like, yeah, you got us, man. Yeah. We saw it. Oh, <laughs> now who's the killer? Oh, shit. Right. <laughs> yeah. He, he, I would like to see him do a, a whodunit mystery. Kind of like how Rian Johnson did with Knives Out. Yeah. I think he could fucking kill oh, it. I think he, he'd do a great job. Shit. Actually, you know what? Go let him do Scooby-Doo. Guarantee he'll probably put out the best Scooby. Scoob- live action Scooby Doo movie ever. <laughs> right up his alley. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be cool. I'd be curious. Oh, the next movie he's going to do, I just I just saw it on his uh, filmography. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It was with Wes Anderson. Uh, Wes Anderson's got a movie already working on that he's going to do uh, called Asteroid City. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that I meant to bring that up on their freaking. Uh, French Dispatch, right? But I forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, Edgar Wright usually keeps his shit under wraps mm-hmm. until he puts yeah. out his first trailer, and it's like, oh, that's what he was working on. Mm. Okay, like, cool. Man. What the hell? He's he's really good at taking simple stuff and turning it into these holy crap fairs. Yeah, you know, I agree. So, I agree, man. Definitely, definitely enjoy his stuff. All right, man. You got anything else? No, not for this one. Cool. Yeah, this was definitely enjoyable. Go see this one. Yeah. This is... The, yes. Every one of his movies is a theater experience. Yeah, I think it's good. Having the the surround sound mm-hmm. really helps. With oh, the for this... this yeah, yeah, this man, the soundtrack, the sound effects, the eeriness of some of the scenes. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just like the trailers, the eeriness picked up. Mm-hmm. Just like... About halfway into the movie, it really started to pick up pace on yeah. the eeriness. I mean, it was a little bit there at mm-hmm. first, but it was it wasn't so eerie like with the mom in the mirror, right? And then all of a sudden, it just like boom, that dial gets turned. You're like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah. So marketing did a good job on this one. Yeah, they did. All right, nothing else. Nothing else, man. Okie dokie. Until next time. Peace. I've been Kendrick, and I've been Mark, and this has been Movies in Black and White. Thanks for listening. <laughs>